grand slam for Masters! A grand slam for Masters! Big hit, Mack just did it again. Gives it to Jenkins for the championship. The spotlight never brighter. The stakes never higher. The cowbell never louder than right now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 12 of the Put It in the Vault podcast. I am August Fort alongside my partners, Bates. Chiba's back. Noah. Najee's back. And Ernest. Tom Brady is still the GOAT. A lot happened this week in the world of sports, and the biggest Mississippi State news, Mississippi State hired former Washington State coach Mike Leach Bates. You called this last week on the podcast. How excited are you that Leach is our new coach? Um, he's the, like, the one coach that I've liked um, outside of Mississippi State. I've always like you know respected him. Uh, I actually, my football philosophies are shaped a lot by him. Um, and so it really is possibly the best thing that happened to me um, this semester so far. Do you think he's going to have success early in the program? Uh, he'll have decent success, depending on your definition of success. He'll be better than Moorhead in his first year. Um, yeah, he will. Um, you know, I'm sure – I don't think we're going to do better than, you know – we'll get. We'll make a bowl. I don't think we'll do much better than that. But I wouldn't be surprised if you see an upset, a big upset in there either. And um, just the main thing is the energy. You know, a lot of people I was talking to with, like, season tickets, uh, anyone who went to a game this year saw how empty those seats were. You know, no one wanted to be out there. And that's that's what separates this Mike Leach hire from, you know, people who wanted Billy Napier, Steve Sarkeesian, Joe Judge, who I'm sure some of those would have turned out to be great coaches. But Mike Leach brings instant excitement. That was the biggest thing for me, too, is I have no idea – if this scheme will work in the SEC, I like to think the air raid offense will work, but you never know. But the biggest thing with Mike Leach is even if we're losing games, it's at least going to be fun. And we are not known as a program to win nine, ten games every year, so at least we'll be having fun if we are losing. And, Noah, I want to ask you, as an Ole Miss fan, is this the most intimidating person to Ole Miss that we could have hired? It's up there. I mean, there's definitely coaches who have, like, just as good resumes as Mike Leach, but you know, from like a standpoint where he, he's creative with his offense, he like revolutionizes the game. It's gonna be really interesting to see that ball these next couple of years. Ernest, what do you think about the hire? Mississippi State is gonna win the egg ball this year. Oh, that's that's like the vault. <laughs> you putting it in the vault, Ernest? I'm putting it in the vault. Do y'all Big think <laughs> Mike Leach or Lane Kiffin was the better hire? I feel like you're going to get the expected answers out of everyone here, but i I got to go with Mike Leach. Um, he's universally loved. Uh, Lane Kiffin, obviously, is another big-name hire. brings a lot of energy. But, you know, there are Lane haters out there, including myself. Uh, I, w- I would not have been happy if Mississippi State would have gotten Lane. Um, I think, but even if Mike Leach went to Ole Miss, God, that would have been awful. I would have hated it because Ole Miss would have had the best coach in the country. Oh wow, well, that's too would, going too far. Go that far. That's too far. That's a little biased, a little too biased right there. But personally, I think they're both, both teams make good hires. Both teams hired coaches that really kind of fit their respective programs. Uh, Mike Leach kind of has the toughness that embodies Mississippi State. Lane Kiffin seen as more of the laid back, loose party guy, which embodies Ole Miss in a way. So I think both schools made good hires. I think both coaches will have 
success in the SEC, and I'd like to see Mississippi State and Ole Miss go back to the top like they did in 2014. Now, with Mike Leach as the head coach, one of the biggest questions that must be asked is who will be the quarterback this year in his system? Bates, let's start with you. I think the answer is obvious. It's going to be Derek King uh, coming from Houston. Um, of course, that's the wish. Uh, but, I mean, last week this time I was saying Mike Leach would be our coach uh, as a wish, and here he is. So I'm going to keep on talking. Um, but no, I, It's I about the only thing you predicted right last week, but <laughs> we'll, we'll leave it at that for right now. And you know what? If I miss everything else the rest of the year, <laughs> I won't even care. Um, but, you know, uh, the current quarterbacks on the roster, you know, I think Schrader's probably – the most talented, but he doesn't fit the system. Um, we don't have an air raid quarterback. We on don't. The roster. Like anyone on the system won't work. If Will Rogers coming in, uh, he's got the Minshew uh, experience, and I mean, but I he might not be good. We'll we'll have to see. I don't know. He's he's a toss up. Um, but I mean, I think without Minshew going to Washington State, Mike Leach doesn't come down here. So you kind of have like that connection. Um, Mike Leach in his press conference talked about the transfer portal as a research. So I that's why I'm saying Derek King. It might not be him, but I think we're gonna go get someone. Uh, from another school. Noah, what do you think? Well, with the, with the current quarterback situation, you have a bunch of young guys who don't have much experience, and basically the only experience you got is coming from Garrett Schrader. So if no transfers come in, it's probably going to be Schrader. But if you get Derrick King, that's definitely the guy for the job right now. I think Derrick King is a very interesting possibility. He had a really good junior year at Houston. He kind of redshirted this year. He- or he, Yeah, he redshirted this year, but it was kind of an interesting situation over there. He threw for 35 touchdowns in his last full season in the American Conference. So I think he can throw the ball. He's seen as more of a runner as well, even though his running yards aren't there. He completed around 60% of his passes, so I think he's a good quarterback. But I think another interesting possibility is Mac Jones from Alabama. I've, I've been on this for a minute. I really think – that Bryce Young is going to come into Alabama and win that job. Mac Jones is going to get out. And I think Mac Jones would be a perfect air raid quarterback. He's big, he's strong, really good arms, been in a good system, in a good quarterback room. I think he's a good quarterback. I think he's actually a great quarterback. You think he's a great quarterback that's about to be replaced by some freshman? Well, Jalen Hurts could have won the Heisman, and he got replaced by Tua. I mean, they're saying. And then Tua almost won the Heisman. They're saying Bryce Young might be just as good, if not better, than Tua. That's that's a lot. They said Johnny Menzel is going to revolutionize the NFL, and uh, we saw how that turned out. Dude, I'm telling you, Bryce Young is a good quarterback. He will win the Alabama job. Mac Jones will not be able to. So we want an Alabama cast off. He's a good. So you're saying you wouldn't have taken Jalen Hurts? That's a good point. He's an, Ala- he's an okay, Alabama that, cast off. Yeah, that their he, quarterback room is loaded. It is loaded. You're we're comparing Mac Jones to Jalen Hurts. Yes, I think that's a valid comparison. I think they're two different styles of quarterback. Yeah, they're, they're definitely very true. But I think Mac Jones is a good quarterback, and I think if we could land if we could land Mac Jones or De'Aaron King, I think that would significantly change the outlook of next season for us, especially with. Kylan Hill and Errol Thompson both announcing today that they were returned in 2020. Bates, does that add some wins to the column this year with those two guys? I mean, I, I think so. You know, Kylan was our best offensive weapon the past two years. Um, and getting him back, I know he won't get as many touches as uh, he used to, but 
will get him into space more, and that's where he's most dangerous anyway. So I think he, he's a great fit for the air raid offense as a running I think he's an underrated receiver of the ball, and I think he'll be able to put up really good receiving numbers. And I think that had to factor in his decision to come back because now the NFL is really looking for backs who can catch it out of the backfield and do damage. And I think Kyle will be able to showcase that. And we didn't really have a running back behind him, so that really helps out that situation. Now, last night, or two nights ago, the college football playoff championship occurred, and LSU won that game in a fairly dominating fashion, really capped off a historic season for the Tigers. And the question has been raised, is LSU one of the best football teams ever? No. Yes. Uh, Just from a standpoint – they're they're up there. Yes, I wouldn't give them the title of the best, but uh, they're definitely up there with beating seven top currently ranked top twenty five teams, and at the time they were top ten teams. It's it's hard to argue with that. You have the Heisman winner, you have the Blitnikoff winner, both on the same team. There's so much talent there, a great coaching staff, and then obviously a perfect record. So, I mean, it's pretty hard to argue they're not one of the best. Yeah, oh, they're you know the second team ever to go fifteen and zero, but. You can also say that's because the new – Yeah, that's because league. they haven't played that many games. Just, yeah, I mean, I think the argument is, I mean, looking here, they beat in the final AP Top 25, they beat 2, 4, 6, 7, and 8. I mean, they beat all the best teams in the country. They beat every single one of the best in college football. And I think this team is – they just showed all year, year that they can step up to the plate and handle with anybody, especially versus a Clemson team that had almost won 30 games – in a row and to step up and play like they did and come back from a 10-point deficit versus a very good Clemson team really shows that this team was battle-tested and one of the best. Ernest, you said they, they're one of, definitely one of the best teams of all time. Uh, yeah, like Noah said, I don't think they're the best team of all time. Uh, but then again, I just started watching college football this year. Uh, I would definitely say that Joe Burrow had one seen. of the best uh, seasons I don't think it gets much better than that, like Noah said. Went undefeated, won the Heisman. I mean, won the Natty. I don't think it gets – broke a bunch of records. Your season doesn't get much better than that. So, I mean, yeah, that was going to be the next uh, question is, did Joe Burrow have the best season ever? And I think that one is a, li- is a lot easier than is LSU the best team ever. I think, I, I I think Joe Burrow had the best season of all time. And I think it's easy. I, I don't think it's even close. He had 5,500 yards and 60 touchdowns. I, I think it ties together. I think those two things tie together. Is because they played whatever seven top 25 teams, they were they weren't pulling him at halftime. You know, a lot a lot of teams with great quarterbacks they blow out their opponents. Um, and I'm not saying LSU earned those wins. And they're more impressive wins. But it's the fact that you know they were close games all the way through. Joe Burrow was on the field in the fourth quarter. Um, that's something that rarely happens with these dominant teams. That's a that's a good point, but also at the same time, he put up those numbers against yes. those tough teams, teams that beat people and teams that stop people. So it it, it goes both ways, yeah. but he's he definitely got more opportunities, but they were against harder teams. So. I mean, if you look at if you solely look at the record book, then yeah, Joe Burrow had the best season of all time because he broke pretty much every record he could have, especially in SEC touchdowns, yards, completion percentage. I mean, he just had. A great year, and I think he's. I think he's going to be a very solid, very solid NFL quarterback. I think it all depends on his system, because I mean, the transformation from this last year to this year. Um, I mean, he's got. He didn't progress that much, like as a passer. It was just 
he got better in the film room. He was making better reads, and that the coaching staff around him built more of an offense for him. So I really think it depends on what team he goes to will determine his future. Which it'll be definitely be interesting to see that. Now, moving on to a little bit of preview for next year, who are y'all's early top four teams for the upcoming 2020 college football season? So I, I think you got to go uh, Clemson at one. You know, they have the most returning talent. Um, I think I'm not going to definitely say anything from the SEC because I think it's going to be the most uh, – have the most equilibrium it's had in a long time, especially in the West. Um, if I, to pick that, you know, Florida's looking as an early kind of like favorite. I don't think they'll pull through. Um, if I had picked from a team from the SEC, I would say Auburn would end up representing them in the college football playoff. Um, you're not going to get anyone from the Pac-12, so – Ohio State's going to – it's going to be down between Ohio State and Minnesota from the Big Ten. I'm going to give the nine to Ohio State uh, just because they've got the better talent. And as much as I love P.J. Fleck, I think, uh, you know, Justin Fields is returning. Uh, J.K. Dobbins is leaving, I think, though. Yeah, he does. Yeah, Chase Young. But they've got, they've got so much talent on Ohio State. And then my fourth team is coming from the Big 12. Uh, Oklahoma State. That's a terrible thing. Bringing back – the best running back in college football, bringing back Tylen Wallace off of his ACL injury and having Spencer Sanders one more year uh, working as a passer. He's already uh, dominant as a runner. I, y'all are all laughing now, but Oklahoma State's going to win the Big 12 and I think secure a spot in the college football playoff next year and maybe pull off an upset against one of these um, higher-ranked teams. Bates, so you're saying Oklahoma State's going to be in the playoff? Mm, yes. No, who are your top four? Who are your top four? Most definitely not Oklahoma State. Um, starting with four and working down, I'm probably going to go four. It's probably going to be Florida. I see Florida. They're probably going to finish regular season 11-1, and one, win the SEC. I can see that happening. They have so much talent coming in with this recruiting class. And they've, just been, they've been like one or two pieces away for the past two years. They, with Dan Mullen being there, he's turned that program around. And he's, he's just done a lot of wonderful things there. Uh, the three spot, I got Oklahoma. With Spencer Rattler being there, Lincoln Riley's finally going to have a multi-year quarterback to work with. Their offense is going to be explosive as usual, and their defense looked a lot better this year than it did last year. Granted, against LSU, they decided just not play, I guess. Your third-best team is the second-best team in Oklahoma? My third-best team is the third-best team in the country, first-best team in Oklahoma. And uh, alongside that, at two, I got... It's a toss-up with one and two between Clemson and Ohio State. On one side, I got Ohio State because... Justin Fields, obviously, uh, Heisman finalist this year, and he's lost to Clemson. He's probably going to be on fire this year, but you can say the same argument about uh, Trevor Lawrence losing to LSU. First loss in his college career is probably going to be on fire when to be on a revenge tour. So you got Clemson at number one? You know what? Go, to go against the title, put Ohio State at number one, Clemson at two. Ohio State number one, Clemson at two. Ernest, who are your top four? Give us four teams, man. I don't have an order, but I'm going to say Florida. For the reasons you listed, they just have a bunch of raw talent. Uh, let's see, Alabama. I like how people are discounting them. They're going to come back with a vengeance. Like Nick Saban's going to have them playing like nobody's business. People said the same thing this year. Ohio State. <laughs> hey, that this was their, a bunch of their guys that played this year were a bunch of rookies and stuff. So I mean, they were experienced and now they're some experience. Uh, no, he's talking, I mean, State. Yeah. Uh, he's talking about Ohio State. Jerry Judy. He's talking about Ohio State. I thought okay. he was talking about Ohio yeah, State. Okay. Yes, I no, agree. that receiving core was insane. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like that. nah, That's that receiving core. Probably of all time. Yeah. 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 Who, who else you got? Uh, what I say? Alabama, Florida, Ohio, Ohio State. And you got two SEC teams? And Clemson. Clemson. Yeah. 
Well, this is what I'm, I'm actually going to go with the same. It's Ernest, not in no particular order. I've got Florida. I think Florida back-to-back 10-win years. I think they're knocking at the door. I think Dan, it's about Dan Mullen's time to make it to a playoff. He's proven himself to be one of the best coaches in the country, and he has been looking for his quarterback since he got to Florida. I think he's found him in Kyle Trask. I think Trask really showed since he got the starting job that he can compete in the SEC, and he has the ability to lead this team to the college football playoff. I think Trask is more than competent to get this team to the playoff, and their defense has always been stout. I think they've got a lot of playmakers on offense, and I just think it's Dan Mullen can take that team over the hump and get them in a playoff. Now, I've also got Ohio State. I just feel like they've got way too much talent to not be able to make it back to the playoff again. Justin Fields is going to be one, probably the second-best quarterback in the country next year behind Trevor Lawrence, and they've just they've always been like Alabama, just loaded with talent. I think Clemson at number two, I think Clemson should be – obviously favored to get back to the playoff considering Trevor Lawrence will be the best quarterback in the country and they have been and they made it to the national championship this year with a lot of talent I think Clemson's year in year out going to be a good team and I really I really think everybody is sleeping on Alabama just like Ernest said I think Alabama is getting slept on Nick Saban is fired up. The most important thing with Alabama is is the pieces they've got coming back. They've really return everybody except two not Jerry Judy but they've got Jerry Judy's one receiver and they've got like eight of them they've got Dylan Moses coming back the best inside linebacker in the country he's the best linebacker in the country and he will he will solidify that defense in a big way and they've got the best running back in the country coming back and Najee Harris who can be an absolute workhorse behind freshman quarterback Bryce Young so, I think Bryce is going to be good. I think Najee Harris is going to have – I think Najee Harris can win the Heisman. I mean, that dude had 1,600 yards, 20 touchdowns in the SEC. Everybody talking about Chuba Hubbard being the best running back. Najee Harris had 1,600 yards, 20 touchdowns in the SEC, averaged six yards a carry. Chuba averaged six yards a carry versus Big 12 soft defenses. I mean, you Did could, you see what he did against Texas A&M? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, 167 yards. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Did you see what Najee Harris did versus Texas A&M? Probably the same thing. Yeah, see, you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> he, probably did, he, probably, he probably did the same thing, though. But, and it's also, I mean, you can't, you can't really, I mean, you can look at bowl games, but nobody ever takes too much in the bowl games. But I was just looking. LSU put a lot into their bowl games. It's not a bowl game, that's a championship. There's a difference between a bowl game and a championship, but I feel like, I feel like those four teams, I know I kind of gave them an order, but no particular order. I feel like those, After those who, yeah, those will be the best four teams in the country. And, you know, honestly, if Clemson go, goes out there and wins it next year, I won't be surprised one bit. Or there might be a team that we're not talking about that could absolutely come out of nowhere, even though I see a lot. I don't see any team in the SEC being strong. I don't see any team in the Pac-12 being <laughs> – y'all are weird. <laughs> Joe Moorhead at Oregon. <laughs> yeah, Oregon might team. not win six games next year. Oregon might not win six games this year, but eleven and one. You know Georgia could be good with the guy from Wake Forest. Don't really know a lot about him, but I mean, this is gonna kind of be top heavy next year. But I think it's gonna be interesting, especially to see what Alabama does coming back from their season this year. Now moving on to the NFL, the Baltimore Ravens. Got, were defeated by the Tennessee Titans on Saturday in one of the more shocking upsets 
in recent history in the NFL. Bates, what did you think while watching that game? I was uh, in shock. Uh, I was sitting right here in this chair watching it on a big TV in the mega room. Um, and that was that was the formula. I mean, that's what we all talked about last week. We thought the Ravens were going to win, but there was a pass to victory for the Titans. Uh, it was just very unlikely, but the Titans pulled it off perfectly. I mean, Tannehill with his 88 passing yards um, managed to top Lamar Jackson's over 500 yards of total offense, and you do that. I don't know how you do that, really, but they did it, and that's all. It was impressive. You forgot the most important stat there. What, Derrick Henry? Ryan Tannehill did not turn the ball. Playoff form and just start going off, but dang, he looked like he looked last year. He didn't look like he was – he didn't look like an MVP to me. But, uh, yeah, looking, going into the game, definitely thought the Ravens had the clear advantage, but, I mean, after the first quarter, it seemed pretty clear the Titans just – it looked like the Ravens didn't have a game plan. They came in there. The Titans won, didn't they? That was yeah. They, that was, the Titans came in there, punched them in the throat, and then the Ravens didn't know how to react. They just they were behind the whole game. Didn't even feel like the game. Derrick Henry is that big of a difference maker, Ernest? I know you're a big Derrick Henry guy. Uh, he basically carried the team literally. <laughs> like he literally <laughs> carried the team. But uh, I just hope that Lamar Jackson doesn't get James Harden syndrome where he plays really well in. The, in the re- in the regular season and then chokes in the playoffs. James Harden syndrome. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a real thing. Isn't I, it? I really want that man to win a chip, but I'm not sure it's ever going to happen. Like, so, I don't know. I really think we cannot stress enough how valuable Derrick Henry has been to that football team. He is absolutely just like Ernest said, put him on his back and carried them to through two great football teams, but. That's, that's the thing, is they had Derrick Henry all year. It didn't turn around until Tannehill came in. And Tannehill has the most pedestrian stats, and yet... He looked like... And yet, I mean, like there was no, at no time was I like, wow, that was bad. Yeah. Tannehill's a difference maker, I, though. I, I just can't put a finger on what he what he has. Usually good quarterbacks don't go to the playoffs and then become average quarterbacks. And average become bad and the great perform. But right. he just seemed good the entire game. He didn't yeah, he's, very, he's very consistent. That's like his biggest trait. He's consistent at all times. Yeah. And they're just feeding Derrick Henry. They're just continually feeding Derrick Henry, and just nobody can tackle him right now. But I think the biggest thing to take away from this game has got to be Lamar Jackson. I know everybody's going to say he's young, but this is his second playoff game in two years where he's he hadn't looked good at all in the games, and he's absolutely struggled throwing the football and historically we have not seen a quarterback like Lamar Jackson experience success in the playoffs and go on to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean quarterbacks have their been like Mike Lamar Vick, Jackson. Mike, Mike Vick. Vick. Mike Vick was one. Mike Vick was just as good if I mean Mike Vick was just Mike Vick in his prime was very comparable to Lamar Jackson. I Absolutely. mean you can't deny that. And Mike Vick couldn't win it. He couldn't make it past the NFC championship. But I'm just I'm just saying. I think it comes down to a lot of coaching in that game. Uh, you know, John Harbaugh, he had his one uh, spectacular run uh, in 2013, taking the Ravens. No. 2012. Deals 2012, uh, taking to the championship. But, uh, I mean, Mike B- Brable, um besting Belichick in game one, and then game two, uh, you know, stopping the league MVP. Uh, Fantastic coach, and, Mike yeah, Brable. He really, I think this is his second year. Um, yeah, he really just re reinvigorated uh, the Titans. Well, I think nobody's going to believe in Lamar Jackson until he wins a playoff game. And I just don't know when that will happen unless he 
drastically improves his I – mean, he just did not throw the football good. He threw the football fine all year. He looked like he was a competent thrower of the football. But versus Tennessee on Saturday, he looked awful. He wasn't like, spirals. Hey, no, he couldn't. Uh, he yeah. went throwing spirals. He it wasn't. Terrible. It was bad. And you're not going to win a playoff game if you cannot throw the football. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to happen. I mean, I know he put up massive yards, but he turned the ball over three times and couldn't get, couldn't get it rolling in the beginning. And that was what ultimately decided that game. Now, moving on to this week, the Titans play the Chiefs. Can they pull off their third straight upset? I mean, on paper, the Chiefs are the better team. Um, they absolutely should win. So should have the Patriots. And so should have uh, the Ravens. So I'm not going to be the guy that picks against the Titans anymore. I've got the You got the Titans? I mean, the same formula you beat Patrick Holmes with is the same formula they just beat Lamar Jackson with. Keep the time of possession high, ram Derrick yeah, down their throats, and don't let the quarterback throw the, beat you in big plays. Yeah, but the difference is on a like one to one hundred scale, Pat's a hundred and Lamar's like a fifty. So, uh, Pat's not going to give you the ball three times in the game, and he's going to throw spirals and make a lot of big plays with his arm, unlike Lamar Jackson. No, who do you like in that one? Well, the Ravens the, all year, except for their two losses, obviously, but those were earlier in the year. They were they, they never really played from behind. They dominated just about every game. They the played second the game against the Cleveland, they came back. Uh, yeah, like sixteen down. But, yeah, but it was Cleveland. So that, that was one of their two losses too. Uh, that's true. It was, it was also like their third game though. Well, what I'm saying here is they haven't played from behind the majority of the season, and you just saw what the Chiefs can do from behind. So I don't think there's any deficit that the Titans can get up on on the Chiefs that you can. Yeah, you saw they scored three touchdowns in like two and a half they minutes. They went on a 28-0 run. I thought it was more than that. It was more than that. It was like 34 They scored 28 points was, in one quarter. In one quarter, yeah. It was, it was ridiculous. But, uh, no, yeah, I think the Chiefs have got it. Um, I think Patrick Mahomes is just too explosive on the offensive side. Their defense has been looking a lot better than it looked definitely last year. Looks pretty good right now. And uh, they were able to stop Deshaun Watson. I think they can stop Derrick Henry. Ernest, Chiefs or Titans? Chiefs, Andy Reid is going to see what they did against the Patriots and the Ravens and plan for that, and they're going to stop their great. Reed. That's a great observation. Andy Reid's a very smart offensive line, very smart football coach. He'll look into it. I think the Titans have made a great run, and as much as I would like to see the Titans win, I just don't know if they – and I, I, I do want to go on record and say I was the only one on here that picked the Titans last week to beat the Ravens, and I've also taken the lead – in the picks versus Bates, because Bates had a terrible week and I had a great week, and I'm now officially the best picker on the podcast. The, I the real, I am not. I the real expert. The real expert. But anyway, I'm going to pick the Chiefs to win this game. I think Patrick Mahomes is the difference, and coupled with Andy Reid, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey looked unstoppable. He looked unstoppable in that game, and it's just like they were saying on the broadcast. I mean, teams are gonna have, teams will double team. Tyreek Hill and also double team Travis Kelsey, and then that leaves pretty much man to man everywhere else, and it's just hard to cover those guys on offense. And I just feel like the Titans have been beat up last two weeks. They've made a great run, but I think it's time to see Andy Reid get to the Super Bowl, Pat Mahomes in the Super Bowl. I think it's time. And the other game, the NFC Championship, the 49ers and the Packers. What about that one, Bates? That's going to be a really good game. You've got two run heavy teams. <laughs> Um, you know, Aaron Jones uh, has been great all year. Uh, of course, the Niners have 
that ran the ball the second most in the NFL. Uh, you know, they've got a three-head monster, Raheem Mostert, Matt Breida, and Tevin Coleman back there. And then Jimmy Garoppolo does just enough. Uh, I mean, we, you just talked about how unstoppable Travis Kelsey was, but I don't even think he's the best tight end remaining. Uh, you, Niners have George Kittle. Um, I just think he's too much to handle. Uh, the Packers, of course, are going to put up uh, a great fight, but I think the Niners win a one-score game. Noah? Yeah, I think the Niners' defense, just they look solid throughout the year. They've stumbled a couple times. I know against like, the Falcons, that was pretty pretty wild to see. But, I mean, when they, when their defense stumbles, their offense seems to pick up just at the right times. Um, they looked pretty good last week. And uh, I'm, I'm really excited to see what happens. So, who you got? I got, I got the Niners. You got the Niners? I got the Niners. Ernest. I'm going to go with the Packers because of Aaron Rodgers. That's what I'm going to say. Ernest has been listening to everything I say around this room because everything he says is 100% factual. I've got the Packers, too. I think Aaron Rodgers is a significantly better quarterback. I just I just don't know about the 49ers. I haven't felt confident in them all year. They've had a great year, but I just don't feel confident in them. I feel like Green Bay's the Smith brothers, not the brothers, but the, they call them the brothers. The Smith brothers on defense are having a phenomenal year, really pressuring the quarterback. I just – if they can get to Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't, I don't know if the 49ers can overcome that. Jimmy Garoppolo threw like 14 passes in that last game. They yeah, I know, ran. but the, if the Packers can stop the run, they're gonna have to throw the ball, and then it'll be just be a completely different ball game. I just feel like when it, this game will come down to the better quarterback, in my opinion, I think Aaron Rodgers is the more proven quarterback. He's the better quarterback, and I feel like we're gonna see a Packers Chiefs. Super Bowl, Aaron Rodgers versus Pat Mahomes and what would be a phenomenal game. But, you know, Bates is predicting the exact opposite. I don't know if I'd be very fired up to watch the – Titans and Niners? <laughs> well, if the Titans – look, if the you can say, if the Titans win this week, they're winning the Super Bowl. I don't care who it's against. They're going to win. I mean, you, you can't – See, the thing that the Titans have this, this week, got them uh, past the Patriots, that's got them past the uh, – uh, the Ravens also, that they've been in playoff mode for the second half of the season. They're like, we have to win. They've had to game. win. So they've yeah. had momentum going in every game. Super Bowl kills momentum. You have that whole extra week off. You've got all, like, the, the media days, all the extracurricular. Um, I think it, the Super Bowl, once again, evens the playing field. Uh, so, we'll see. I think it'll be a good game. I don't want to pick that either way right now. But, I mean, Titans-Niners would be just as com- – I think any Super Bowl matchup at this point is compelling. Packers 49ers would be compelling as well. well I that's think not so. going to happen. It's, it's impossible. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see about that. And it looks like Alabama's fixing to take down undefeated number four Auburn in basketball. Bates, you got any thoughts on that one? I mean, Auburn and Alabama uh, are both pretty good teams in the SEC. Um, Auburn, of course, being one of the last two undefeated teams. I think San Diego State will be the last one in you know one minute, twelve seconds of game time, but. Um, I think the SEC is very uh, it's deep this year. Uh, you know. Is it deep or is it weak? I think it's deep. I think that's the proper answer. Um, outside of Kentucky's loss to Evansville, um, they've just looked really good uh, in out-of-conference play. So I think. Do you I, think Mississippi State can make the tournament? I think they will end up making the tournament. Um, even after three consecutive losses, a lot of the like sports sites still had them, you know, as like a seven seed. 
uh, somewhere in there. And so I, I think they've got to do a lot worse, and I think they've kind of turned around. Big game on Saturday versus Georgia at home. I, if we don't win that one, I don't think it's possible to make it. Well, that's tournament. why I think we're going to win that one. Yeah, I mean, that's the game we got to win. We did look good last night versus Missouri, even though Missouri's not a very good team. But we dominated on the offensive side of the ball. Reggie Perry, if Reggie Perry's not in contention to be an All-American, I don't know what to say. That man has dominated dominated every basketball game he's been in. And I think a big move last night was bringing Tyson Carter off the bench and starting D.J. Stewart. That's, that's an interesting situation. Um, you know, I, I really like Tyson. You know, I still think he's one of the best shooters. I do think he deserves to be benched to get his, get his form back. He's just looked off. Um, you know, I do like DJ Stewart's athleticism. I also like Molinar um, coming off. He's He reminds me a lot of Q and Nick, the Weatherspoon brothers, uh, in their freshman year, um, just playing hard, making those hustle plays. Um, you know, he's not big in the box uh, on the box score, but, I mean, he does not the one who has to score. I mean, same thing with Adu. He's all up in uh, the lane. I think he's having a phenomenal year. Adu is, I mean, his look may be our best player this year, and no one's talking about him. Yeah, um, he's playing really good. But, uh, you know, Talk, speaking of defense that uh, Duke provides, I mean, Georgia's Anthony Edwards is going to be hard to stop, and a Duke can't do that. They're saying that Anthony agency. Edwards might be the number one pick in the draft. Well, who's going to cover him then? Nick Weatherspoon, Mr. Clampup, <laughs> or Robert Woodard. I, I, I like Woodard on the defensive end more. Um, uh, it'll be a good game. Uh, I think we can. I think we can win. I'm telling you, we can win basketball games in the SEC. If we can score, we've got to score. We've got to score the ball, though. That's true. Uh, you know, Reggie Perry is probably our biggest threat to score right now. Um, like we just don't have we don't have a lot of outside. We shooting look terrible there. versus Alabama, though. We we our outside shooting is almost non-existent. Um, you know, with Tyson being off, I mean, Woodard hits about two a game, but it maybe that, he shoots he, a high percentage, but he doesn't shoot a lot. Yeah, so that's a, that's when I mean, we put up like five threes a game, right? Because Nick's not a threat from deep with his little dolphin kick. Um, <laughs> he caught a dolphin kick. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing. I mean, he's great pull on like mid-range jumpers and you know driving to the hoop, but uh, just keep it inside the arc, Nick. So yeah, that's a good observation. But I guess we'll see. We'll know a lot after that game versus Georgia, and Alabama has knocked off Auburn in a rather dominating win, winning by almost twenty points. But we shall see what SEC basketball holds for the rest of the year. It's really starting to ramp up. And as every day goes by, we are inching closer to the coveted first pitch of baseball season, the real sport on campus here at Mississippi State. Well, that's all we have for today. Golf. Golf. <laughs> golf. The, the golf team looking to make big strides this year as well. You're forgetting about tennis, too. Tennis, too? Hey, tennis has been like our most dominant sport like the past decade. Just no one knows. With no Americans on the team, our That's tennis team. Yeah, just uh, Stedman Strickland. He's from Madison. Yeah, yeah we have we have we have one, one American. We have one American on the guys' team, one American on the girls' team. But represent. We shall see. That is all we have for today's episode. Thank you all for listening, and we look forward to having all of you again next week.